Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I'm so glad you're joining me on today's Heavenly Wit Monday. Now on today's episode, it's gonna be a little different. I'm actually sharing the audio that my daughter shared from yesterday on Instagram and on Facebook. So I'm gonna put it here and it's definitely a Heavenly Whip Monday, seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. And the only way we can truly see the mission fields and the battlefields is when we seek after the heart of God and who he is and that everything changes when oftentimes Nothing changes but our hearts. Our hearts are being transformed into the likeness of Christ. Thank you for tuning in today on Heavenly Whip Monday. And we would love to hear your input, your feedback from today's episode. And please share on your social media and with your friends and family. I wanted to come on here and just share this really cool story. Just what God does and how cool it is when you do it the Lord's way in in a situation, um, what he does in return. And it's just so beautiful and so cool. For those of you who know, my car was stolen a couple weeks ago. And of course, um, when that happened, there was a flood of emotions that came with that happening. My mom and I both walk out of the house. I'm about to leave to go to an appointment and my car's gone. <laughs> I'm like, boom, vanished, gone. I'm like, didn't I park it there last night? Um, no broken glass, no evidence of anything, just gone. And of course, you first go through the wave of shock, confusion, then anger, frustration, then sadness, feeling violated. Uh, it's your personal property taken from you. And you just start feeling all these things. But what's crazy is my mom and I both, both of us separately, we're recently getting the revelation of praising God in every circumstance, good, bad, or indifferent. And um, it was an exercise that we were having to do when this happened. And at first I was like, mom, this is really hard for me to praise God right now, in all honesty. But once I finally was like, okay, God, you know, help me see with your eyes in this situation. And I started kind of seeing the bird's eye view of it and then just praising him. And then we started blessing the person who stole the vehicle and um, just being yielding in every step of this process of calling, filing a police report, calling insurance, getting a rental, all the steps that you have to do when this stuff happens. And it was so cool because it started to become an adventure. It didn't start to be a burden or you know, I had so many plans today and all this stuff is happening, you know, but it was just cool because once our perspective had shifted, the circumstance did not change, but our mindset did. And it was aligned with the word and the Lord. And it was just really cool to experience that transition and then starting to do it the Lord's way. Um, that doesn't make sense in the world, <laughs> but in the kingdom of God, it operates differently than the world. And so when we came a lot, like, you know, aligned with that, my mom and I was just really cool to walk that out. And so then I was like, you know what? Have the vehicle, take it. Like, you deserve it. <laughs> like, get it. You know, um, obviously the person needed the vehicle more than I did. Um, so then my mind just started going to, okay, well, you know, once the two weeks are up with my insurance, it's going to be marked as a total loss, and then I'm going to 
you know, get a settlement and then go and get a new car. That was the goal. That was what was happening. That was in my mind, driving my rental car. We're good to go. I was like, we're good. This is great. Thank you, Jesus. I, I learned, you know, I learned what to do. <laughs> I love that. I love that we think we've like made it. Like, okay, I, I get it now. Like, now I know who God is in that situation. Okay, got it. No, no. And also, I'm learning this, you know, we make plans, but he ultimately directs our steps. And I've learned that so much in my life, especially these past two years, like, for real. And so, um, my, I call insurance because it's past two weeks, and I'm, like, making sure they have everything so we can move forward with the process of getting the settlement. And... Um, I'm talking to a lady. She's like, yep, we're good to go. I'm going to start processing it for you. And then literally within five minutes later, I get a call. I miss her call. I get a voicemail. I listen to the voicemail and she's like, Tristan, they found your car. And I'm like, what? <laughs> call my lady back. And she's like, yeah, they found your car. Um, and she's like, so you need to call this number, blah, blah, blah. And again, all these emotions are coming in because again, I had an expectation and my, and I was set on, I'm getting a new car. Like that was just what was going to happen. And all of a sudden this, my plan got turned all around and now my car is found. And I said from the very beginning, when my car got stolen, I don't want the car back. Like I don't want the car back. This, that makes me uncomfortable to get in a car where somebody was in it. I don't like that. And so, um, I call the people to call the tow truck company that has my vehicle and I ask, I'm like, hey, like, is there any damage that you can tell that's been done to it visibly? And he's like, it just looks like a few little dents and scratches. He's like, on the inside, there's like a burn mark on your seat. Um, he's like, but aside from that, I don't know. I don't have the keys. I wasn't able to really go in and look at it. And I'm like, okay. So in my mind, for some odd reason, I don't know why I was thinking this. I was thinking the person just probably had like a little joy ride. They didn't have any stuff in it. I thought they just left it be, you know what I mean? Like, that's just what my mind was thinking. Well, I thought wrong. <laughs> so I was, you know, I woke up the morning of needing to get my car and was just like, I woke up with joy and committing the day to the Lord. I'm like, here we go. Let's, this is going to be good. My car is going to be like perfect. Like I had this expectation again that it there was no problems with it. And so we get to the um, impound and I walk to the car and it looks good. Like the front, like overall it looks good. There's just little minor dents in the back doors, but like the front, the rear, like it looks good. And they took my license plates off. So it just, it was kind of stripped a little bit. Well, when I opened the door, literally it was a mess it was dirty it's like all this person's belongings were in there it almost looked like they lived in my car and they had personalized it with their own stuff like on the dash they had like put a toy car they had put like a christmas garland with like an air freshener <laughs> um 
they had i you know like i got this like iron man little key ignition thing so when you flip it it looks like the little iron man they took it off but they replaced it with like a bedazzled thing like ordered it on amazon form of the car like it's just it made me want to like laugh because they personalized it like this was their home and the com the trunk was completely fuel filled with duffel bags grocery like reusable grocery bags and a bunch of tools and stuff and you could tell it's probably like stolen property it's really not theirs they just stole it um and then i also found out that the person that had the car was arrested and so they had gotten pulled over um for not having any plates and that's how they got caught and so it was just crazy and i had said i was like i don't want to drive this car like i do not want to drive this car this it just makes me uncomfortable and i was like i don't want to clean it out by myself like i need assistance like i like i just was so discouraged when that happened i felt sick like i was just very uncomfortable i didn't want to be, even be in the car i just felt so disgusted and like violated and um you know and you would be thinking like well it's just a car but it's just different when it, it's your car like i could i could handle that if it wasn't mine but then when it becomes yours it's a little bit of a different story and so we get it towed to my house and i just don't want to touch anything i don't want to touch anything get gloves um start taking all these things out and finding a lot of stuff like a lot of people's personal info like credit cards ids passports checks social security cards like a bunch of stuff and the guy had his own belongings in it and so we obviously knew like who he was his name his picture and he had just tons of stuff and laying it all out on the sidewalk and I'm just cleaning it all out and I'm just so, so discouraged, so disappointed, honestly, like, in my head thinking, like, Lord, you knew I didn't want this car back, like, why, why did I get this car back, why, like, why, I don't want it, and, um, I'm cleaning it out and just, you know, I'm trying to find the joy in it, you know, like, wouldn't you be excited that your car was found, but it's like, no, I, I'm not, I don't want this, and, um, once it was cleaned out and the cops came to grab the remainder of the stuff and log it, um, you know, I had a, a bare car again, but it was like the presence in the car was very dark and uncomfortable. Um, but then I started realizing like more and more how it wasn't about me. And what I mean by that is... I'm gonna start crying too when I think about it. Um, the, I just think about the Lord is calling out this kid to me and he's asking me to pray for him and intercede for him. And, you know, I was praying for somebody I didn't know but then it was revealed, truly, his full identity. I looked him up. There were his, his mugshots, multiple mugshots, multiple charges over the years for him. And, and when I think about it, I just feel the heart of God for his son. And 
It was like, you are so badly asking me to seek your heart in this. It's not about my car. It was just, the car was the subject matter, but the main part of it was this kid's soul. That's what it was all about. That's what this is all about, is, is praying for this kid's soul. And I was thinking like, wow, what an honor to be able to do that. You know, I don't know this kid from Adam. I don't know who he is, but I'm touching his stuff. I'm touching the clothes. I'm touching the shoes. I'm touching the phones. I'm touching the stuff. And it's a point of contact to not feel cursed by or to feel woe is me, but to pray. And that's something that I've been really getting is prayer. Like prayer is everything. It's not just, I guess we just, all we can do is pray. No, prayer is everything. It is everything. It is the foundation of everything. And when we get to stand in agreement with that, it's so cool. And I thought, oh, how the Lord loves that kid. And, you know, just praying that the Lord would send ministering labors to him in the jail and wherever he's at, you know, that his desires would change and the things that he's honestly gifted in, <laughs> like collecting information and stuff, may it be used for the kingdom of God. And it was really, really cool. And, you know, it was just like the realization that he's so mindful of us and the realization too that it's not about us. But when we go into it with the Lord, we start transforming ourselves in that process of realizing it's not about us. And it was just really, really cool. And you know, I've, I've been able to take my car to the shop. It's gonna get fixed up, replaced. And as of right now, what I would like to do is trade it in and get an, another car. But it's like, I'm not gonna plan anything because again, we make plans, but he ultimately directs our steps. And so I'm just going to be yielding to the Father God, taking it one step at a time. And it's just beautiful how, how we can see those events that can seem traumatic and see it as a way and an opportunity to pray. To pray for the ones that have wronged us, the ones who've persecuted us, the ones who've backstabbed us, to pray for them. And... Um, Again, it's not the world's way of doing it. It's not. But if we are so-called Christians, we don't do it the world's way. We don't respond to the world. We respond to the Father God, and that's it. And we do it His way, period. And um, I just love Him so much. And He is a good, good Father. And so sweet and so kind. And, you know, I've had to ask for forgiveness for you know, myself being so like overwhelmed by my circumstance and it's so easy to do that when, and then you start missing what's happening around you. Um, but the Lord is so merciful and, and gives us such sweet grace on that. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. It's cool uh, how a stolen car um, that was like, but it wasn't about the stolen car, it was about the person who stole the car. It's about their soul. That was cool to see. 
So now whenever those things can happen of someone taking something or whatever, it's like, you're highlighting a person to me, Lord. You're highlighting a person to me. Just that realization, that response is different. Obviously, I'm human, not perfect. I'm going to be like, what the heck's going on? But then, again, when you're given a revelation on something, um, I believe it gets replaced, you know, with from your old way of thinking. It's kind of like when someone explains to a person, yeah, she has blonde hair, blue eyes, she's about 5'5", five five, and you start creating this mental picture in your mind of the person that they're explaining. No picture, no anything, just by what they're verbally explaining. So you create this picture, then when you meet that person, most of the time, it's not at all who you envisioned in your mind. So, but that envision, that mind, that image gets replaced with the true image. And so then when you try to think back on how did I, what did I think they looked like before? You can't because it's replaced with the true image. And that's the same thing I believe with a revelation. As when you're given a revelation, you no longer can think back to your old way of thinking because it's replaced with truth. And so um, I just love that the Lord gives us that knowledge and that beauty um, and that it's not just us for us to keep, but it's for us to extend out to our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. So I just um, encourage you today to just receive that word and give it to the Lord and ask him what he'll have you do in your circumstances and in your life. Um, he's a good, good father. Anyways, I will talk to y'all later.